This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We have a two-topic, a two-topic big deal, no big deal, coming up in 20 minutes from now, so don't go anywhere. But joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline from Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix off the Celtics win in Game 4 last night. Chris, what's going on? What's happening, guys? All right, so it can't be gray area. It's sports talk radio, Chris. So it's only one or the other. You can only pick one. Was last night more about uh, the Celtics and their defensive effort or just an awful offensive night for the Miami Heat? Oh, it was about Boston. Um, I, I think the Celtics are the better team in this series. About it going in, um, even tied at two, I think they're the better team. Um, you, know, you go back to game three, the reason they lost wasn't really anything Miami did. It was sloppiness. You know, 24 turnovers, 29 deflections. Um, they coughed up the ball. You go back to game one, just one of the most abysmal third quarters we've ever seen. Now, Miami has something to do with both those things, but that's as much about Boston's lack of focus and you know lack of intensity, whatever you want to call it, than anything Miami did. And look, the, the wild card in everything moving forward is health. Yep. That's paramount to everything in this series. But you know, if both teams are close to full strength, uh, I think Boston is the better team. I have thought about that all along, and I continue to think that way now. So when you look at you know when you look at the first quarter alone, obviously very impressed with the uh, you know the the eighteen to one deficit, you know. But I just feel like it should have been worse, Chris. I'm looking at this first quarter. I'm going. I mean, really, are we really going to be bragging about eighteen percent from three, seventy five percent from the free throw line, nine of twenty two from the field? Like everyone's giving them a lot of credit for you know running away with that first quarter, but. A lot of it had to do with how sloppy the Heat played. It did. Um, you know, when I watched Jimmy Butler in the aftermath of that knee injury, he's not the same player. He's kind of gutting it out out there and being tentative, looking to pass more uh, in that last game that I've seen him pass during uh, this series. So that has something to do with it. Kyle Lowry still isn't – he isn't 100% either out yeah. there, uh, you know, playing with that, that hamstring injury. But – yeah, look, they could have been better offensively, but I love what I saw from Derek White, who had been abysmal in the first couple of games of this series. He comes out 10 points in 12 minutes, plays great defense uh, in that first quarter, which you know really was the game, frankly. Uh, Miami really never got close enough to, to make it close. Um, so, I, look, it, it's not, it wasn't a flawless first quarter, and offensively they have some cleaning up to do, but you look at the way White played and you hope that can carry over. Jason Tatum, in these moments, seems to take his game to another level. Um, Jalen Brown wasn't as sloppy with the basketball as he was in uh, in Game Three, so there are some some positives offensively to build around. But defensively, they're going to be able to play like that all series. They are. They're a great defensive team, and 
if Robert Williams can play, if Smart can play, they'll continue to be. Chris, uh, the Heat's Bam Adebayo was, he had such a breakout game in that game three. Uh, what adjustments did you see the Celtics make in game four to just totally neutralize him? Well, they were more physical, uh, but I thought Miami missed some easy shots. Like they, they, that rim had a lid on it in that first quarter where they were getting kind of some point blank shots and, and nothing was going down. But, you know, Robert Williams being out there is just huge. And if you're able to play a three man big rotation of Robert Williams, Al Horford, and Grant Williams, you know, that, that's just as good as it gets in today's NBA, especially defensively. You don't have to worry about kind of plugging in Daniel Tice and crossing your fingers that he can be effective physically against a physical player like Adebayo. You know Rob Williams, Grant Williams, Al Horford are going to be able to bang uh, with, with uh, Adebayo. So I, I thought that, that having their front court rotation intact in game four was a big difference. Chris Mannix joining us here on the Harborn Hotline. Uh, Chris, what, what is your theory as to why this team, through the playoffs at least so far, they played their best games when the back's been against the wall. And when they've had leads or a chance to really finish teams off – like, that's when they play their worst games. Is it immaturity? Is it uh, uh, makeup? How do you figure where it's been like they fall behind and that's when they play their best hoop? Well, I, I think why they cough up leads is that sometimes they go into the basketball equivalent of the prevent defense in the second halves of these games where you don't see them executing in the same way as you do with what got them there, right? Like, they... You know, when they look their sharpest, they're moving the ball around. They're not just milking the shot clock. And that's what happens with the Celtics team when, when they get up in games. Um, yeah, as far as backs against the wall, I credit Jason Tatum for a lot of that. I mean, you look at the games he's played after losses in this postseason. Three games against Milwaukee, he told 105 points in those three games. Uh, this game against Miami, game four, he had, uh, what was it, 20, uh, 31 points, gets the free throw line 16 times, just takes over the game really from the opening minutes and, and controls it offensively. And when your best player is able to do that, you're going to win a lot of games in the NBA. There's, there's a reason that when you look at how playoff series play out, 90-plus percent of the time, the team with the best player often wins. And in this series, it's Jason Tatum. And when he's been able to, to shoulder the load offensively, that's when the Celtics teams are most successful. Chris, how worried uh, should should we be about the consistent availability of one Rob Williams? Really worried. I mean, I watched him play a terrific first half, an excellent first six minutes of the third, and then in those final minutes, he's kind of dragging that left leg around, eventually goes back into the locker room, you know, gets something wrapped on, and fortunately the Celtics didn't need him the rest of the way, but there's been an enormous unpredictability with Robert Williams um, to the point where, you know, it's Monday morning quarterbacking for sure. But you look back and you wonder why did he come back so soon from that knee injury? Why was he back in the lineup when the Celtics were up two nothing against Brooklyn? Um, you know, and back in when he came back for Game Three of that series, you you wish they could have milked that time off a little bit longer and maybe just maybe you wouldn't be dealing with the problems that Robert Williams is dealing with right now. But it really is just a question of pain tolerance and how big that knee swells up uh, overnight. Now, flying, of course, is not good for it. Absolutely. So I, I wonder what it's going to look like when that team touched down in Miami. But, um, you know, there's no way to predict if he's going to play, what kind of condition he's going to be in until you get close to tip-off. 
While we're asking about injuries, got to hit on Marcus Smart. Uh, What do you think the future holds for him in this series? And, you know, if the Celtics advance beyond this series, how big of a piece is Marcus Smart in whatever they do, especially defensively? And have you heard anything about around that injury? Well, he was dragging that ankle around when he got to the garden on Monday night. And that, that obviously not a good sign. Marcus has proven in in his career in Boston that he's able to play through a tremendous amount of pain. But if you have an ankle injury and it's swelled up the way the Celtics have said it's swelled up and it's preventing you from even walking with a normal gait, that's just tough. That's tough to get out there and play, especially when you're going up against a physical team and a player like Kyle Lowry or being forced to defend someone like Jimmy Butler. It's asking a lot. Now, you know, Marcus has not missed, I don't think, multiple games in a row uh, in this postseason. So I, I think he's, yeah, I would say he's at least got a chance to go out and play uh, in game five. But I think the the bigger thing is, will the Celtics be able to duplicate what they got out of Derek White? I mean, Derek White, I can't underscore enough. He was so valuable in that game. I think he had the first seven points yep. for the Celtics, finished with 10 overall, got a couple of assists, a couple of steals, took a charge, played great defense. Um if Derek White's able to be that guy for the Celtics, you know, it, it certainly mitigates the loss of Marcus Smart. But if you get the Derek White and Peyton Pritchard of Game 3, where they combine for three points and one field goal made, uh, you could be in a lot of trouble very quickly because that bench is not deep at the guard spot. Chris, last one for me. I'm with you. I think the Celtics are the better team. I think that's going to bear out. You know, Assuming the health is, is what we think it might be on the next couple of games, they're going to eventually win this series. Do you feel like it's the Celtics – taking two out of the next three and getting to the finals. I do. I do. I think they, and again, if they go down to Miami and Robert Williams and Marcus Smart don't play, um, I reserve the right to change my prediction entirely. But if one or both of those two guys play, I think they win. I mean, I don't think they'll have another clunker like they did in that game one uh, third quarter. I don't believe they'll be as careless with the basketball as they were in game three. And, you know, if either one of those games goes a different way, we could be talking about the Celtics pushing Miami to the brink of elimination right now. I just, you know, Miami's firepower is suspect. I don't know what Tyler Hero's status is going to be, but you could see without Tyler Hero out there, they were really missing something offensively, especially with Butler kind of limping and, and not moving as well as he usually does because of that knee injury. They were, I mean, they went to Duncan Robinson early. That, that is the ultimate break glass in case of emergency guy uh, with Miami because they haven't used him much, if at all, uh, in most many of the games this postseason. So uh, if Tyler Hero once again can't go, that's another reason to really like Boston to close out this series. Okay, so last one for me because, uh, you know, with that being said, I saw this quote from Spolstra when he sa- and he said, uh, quote, whatever they have done to us, we can do to them. Is, he, is that just some gamesmanship or is he just, you know, like doing the whole whistling, you know, past the graveyard thing? Because it feels like they're no, done. because because uh, they have done it to them. Like, I mean, like, I, I get what he's saying. Um you know, they did out-physical Boston in game one. That's what led to that 37-14 surge in the third quarter. Um, they did force a lot of those turnovers in game three. So they've got to be confident that they can go back home with two of potentially the next three in Miami and win this series. Um, so I, I get what he's saying. I just, it's not game one anymore. You know, Jimmy Butler's not the same guy. Tyler Hero is out for that team. The firepower is lacking. Max Struess was neutralized last night. He's been a big part of what they do. They're just they're just so frail and limited offensively. Like they can get it done defensively, grind out wins. But in this condition, 
they need Butler to go for like 35 to 40, and I'm not sure he can do that in his current state of health. They need Kyle Lowry to have 30-point games. I'm not sure he can do that in his current state of health and against this Celtics defense. Just uh, I would say this. A lot more needs to go right for Miami to win this series than for Boston. Uh, that, that's kind of how I'd boil it down. Chris, great stuff, man. We certainly appreciate it. Looking forward to Game 5 tomorrow back in Miami and uh, the coverage at SI and NBC Sports Boston. Thank you, bud. You got it, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.